DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tim LaCombe, Utah Jazz Radio Studio Analyst. You hear him on pregame, halftime, postgame radio broadcasts right here on The Zone. Former BYU assistant coach, a Ute before that. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Jack. Guys, what's going on? There are many things going on. There are many places we could start, but let's start first with the disappointment of BYU losing to St. Mary's. Obviously, on its own, not winning Western Conference Tournament, that's a disappointment, but it's also connected to the NCAA Tournament. There's going to be another long layoff, and it's not just the physical, it's the psychological of being down. What should Mark Pope be doing? How does he handle this so that they get over the disappointment of the Conference Tournament and have a good performance in the NCAAs? You know, it's a weird, weird time. Um, you really are going on such a, a regular schedule during the season with games every couple of days and, uh, you know, pretty much clear objective to to either prepare for a game that's on the schedule or, uh, you know, get some other types of work in. But this is a this is a weird time. The one positive thing is uh, they, they certainly know they're going to join the tournament. Um, so the you know the practices uh, when you don't, when you're on the bubble they're not quite as as fun. Um, the fact that they know they're in, um, you know, I think that they'll be able to to get over a tough loss um, down in Vegas. You know where they didn't really look like themselves much, and uh, I think that had a lot more to do with St. Mary's than anything else. Um, but for the most part, I think that. This is a kind of a blip on the radar. They've had several of those this year, and uh, the the biggest prize is yet to be determined, which they'll find out on Sunday. You know, I've been in this business a long time, Tim, and I was at the arena that night on Monday and certainly was surprised that they lost. I thought they were going to win. We had talked about it when you were uh, subbing for DJ last week and you felt very confident they would beat St. Mary's and probably even get, beat Gonzaga. We'll never know about the Gonzaga game because it didn't happen. And the one thing that I noticed, man, Mark Pope, who is usually so up and so optimistic, I don't think I've ever seen a coach be that down on a game that wasn't a season-ending loss. You know, usually when the season ends, there's there's – level of disappointment and to the point of you know temporary depression and all that stuff but he was way way down so my thought for you since they were down and Yoli and Tulson were up on the podium and you could tell man their body language is just this was brutal uh, how much do you think that's going to spur on a level of improvement and in intensity and focus for when this one and done madness begins next week you know, adversity can really do two things. It can sink sink your boat or you can or you can learn to swim. I think the one thing those guys have done this year is they've handled adversity with injury, suspension, um, you know, tough outcomes. They've handled that really well. I was certainly in the camp that uh you know, going down to Vegas and already having kind of a destiny locked into the NCAA tournament that things might be a little easier than in years past. Um, but, you know, the the great, um, kind of the great Tony Bennett made, or Tony Bennett, I was going to sing a song, uh, Randy Bennett 
made sure that the coops, uh, you know, that didn't go as easy for them as, as maybe it was looking like it might. Um, so I think they'll rally, man. Like you say, you've been around a long time. I've been around a long time. Uh, it's definitely disappointing and in the moment and the moments leading up. I think the, the hardest thing after a loss is the next morning when you wake up because you've gotten away from it. You sleep whatever amount of time you're going to sleep and you kind of get away and you wake up and it smacks right in the face. And so those first few days after a loss are difficult, but um, if, if Pope's teams have shown anything, they're really resilient. Um, I think he made the point after their last loss, they rattled off nine straight. So, you know, if they did that again, that'd be really cool. Um, but uh, they're, they're, they're in a good spot. I mean, they, they wanted to win that tournament and they wanted to uh, kind of break through there. But the best part is that they already have the bit secured and now it's just a matter of finding out where they go. So the Utah Jazz have followed uh, a win streak with a losing streak with a win streak with a losing streak with a win streak. Now, after a loss, do you think they're going to get back to normal, win a couple here, lose a couple there? and Or, or are we going to keep looking at other streaks and this is going to keep going? Um, I, they're pretty amazing, the streaks. You know, I think they're the only team um, in NBA history with five at least win four win or five or four loss streaks in a row. So it's definitely been a weird up and down kind of roller coaster ride. Um, and, and where that stops, I'm not sure. Um, I do like, you know, for the most part, I like the product that we're seeing on the floor a little, more, a little better. I think the defensive uh, situation is being kind of addressed and rectified. Uh, you know, I love, kind of where Bojan set is right now. And um, it's just, this is just now going to be a matter of grinding out these last bit, few games and finding the advantage that you have and trying to place as high as you can because now it's all just jockeying for position. How much do you like the way Joe Ingles has settled into coming off the bench? It seems to be that he's playing a lot better. A lot. You know, I think we've talked about it a lot when we talk guys and I, I mean Joe Ingles is huge to this team I think uh, some guys you know they really do kind of carry the heartbeat of the team I think Joe's a really a guy that's really in touch across uh, across the locker room with everybody I think he's got seems to have good relationships with guys um, and he's somebody you want to see do well because when he's doing well the team's probably doing well um I think it's really hard, <clears throat> hard for Joe to force his way into something and be, you know, overly aggressive. I think he's done a heck of a job, particularly with the new guys, trying to help them acclimate just as he acclimates. Um, so he's got that ability to kind of sense when guys maybe need a little bit more help. Um, but I think over the last little while, just it's been pretty obvious that when balls in Joe's hands, really good things happen. When he's on attack, when he's playing with a little bit of force, um, definitely good things happen. So, for sure, uh, Joe Ingles is is really important to the Jazz and kind of uh, one of the guys. I would say maybe he and Bogey are the barometers to you know what kind of night it was, depending on the shots they took and plays that they were involved in. What is uh, what is missing to slip the Jazz back into the kind of groove we saw in January? Um, 11 straight wins. 
Thanks, Coach. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, I think that it's probably, you know, it, there's no doubt that the schedule has something to do with it. I mean, you're whether you're you get in a rhythm, but the schedule kind of carries you. And really, I think it's just a matter of the Jazz getting right um, all at the same time. You know, we talked about this idea of peaking. Um, the nice thing about the Jazz is they really never have "quote unquote" peak for uh, an extended period of time. They had that really good win streak, but they've had some tough things as well. I still am a believer that with this particular group, the best basketball is yet to be played. Um, I think the playoffs themselves will be really entertaining because of the multifaceted way the Jazz can attack an opponent as opposed to years past. So um, I think really it's being able to have some success, build on it, and uh, and then kind of find your groove. That's kind of where we are right now at this time of the season. So Monday when I'm down getting ready to uh, go over to do the uh, cover the BYU game in St. Mary's at the Orleans Arena, obviously there's a bunch of folks from Utah there. And if you're from Utah, you're probably going to be a jazz fan too. And a guy comes up to me and says, hey, is this the real Mike Conley? Is this what we're going to see from now on? And I said, yeah, I think so. It took a little longer to develop than we all anticipated. But it's promising signs that we're seeing. So I believe that he's going to be – have a level of consistency going forward through the rest of the season and into the postseason. Do you agree with my answer? I actually do. Um, I think that if you're watching, you're seeing a, you know, a little bit different guy who now has a little bit more confidence where everybody else is, where he's supposed to be. Um, all those little nuanced shots, the floaters, um, pull-ups, even open threes, You know, those shots are going down more regularly now. Um, and again, like I said, it, it, no different anything you do. If you have some success and you work to get some success and you see and see what it feels like and you can actually deal with success for a little while, you know, it's certainly uh, better than the alternative and you do all you can to continue to simulate success. And I think really... As, as crazy as it sounds, I think so much of this was um, an inability to really, really get comfortable early on, and then the injuries hit, and then you're in full season mode where you really don't have a whole lot of time to work together. So, um, you know, while he's out, so I think that's that's where it's been. It's been a cycle tonight, but I, I think, yeah, he's turning up for sure because I'd be on the same page with you there. The Lakers just posted big wins over the Bucks and the Clippers. Are those just two regular season games, or does that mean something? Man, I'm starting to think it means something. Uh, there's nobody with a record, you know, in the West particularly. There's nobody who's got the cell power. And now they've kind of got the story to go, storyline to go along with it. Um, you know, with Kobe, I just think everything's trending toward the Lakers and, uh, they're going to be really tough out, but don't count the Clippers out. I mean, they're they're still going to be really good, and still yet remains to be seen. You know who who plays who and and how that you know teams take advantage of their matchup or get hurt by their matchup. But that's the fun part of the coming down the stretch now and seeing where everybody lands. So the other night you saw that Gobert gets elbowed, right? And the refs didn't do anything, and then he takes a little 
not as much in my mind retaliation, but nevertheless, he hits him. They get ejected, and then after the game, he makes this statement that you know I basically got to be a vigilante and take justice into my own hands. If you're Quinn Snyder, obviously you want him to be aggressive and to defend himself. But what do you say to him as far as to make sure that he doesn't get too emotionally caught up into it? Because obviously he's a critical player to the team and he can't afford himself to get tossed out. No, it's a tough one. Big guys particularly, they take a lot more shots. You know, this one was obviously seen pretty well, but there's a lot of things hidden in the game that big guys deal with. Um, So they've got to have a little bit more. Uh, their fuse has got to be a little bit longer. You know, in Rudy's case, he's just got to be careful. The timing, all that stuff, you know, trying to win games. And I think he got caught up in the emotion of that riot, that battle. And then he got kind of involved in two offensive plays that I don't know that he can make. You know, when he rolled from the top of the key, tried to drive it down and score it. Um, or the, the other later one where... On a roll, he could have easily made a kick-out pass for three, but tried to go through the defender. Um, so I think emotionally, more than anything with Rudy, just being able to focus on making the right play and doing what he's got to do to help his team win and not get caught up in a lot of the antics that are out there. <clears throat> Tim Lacombe joining us, Utah Jazz radio studio analyst. All right, Tim, we appreciate a uh, few minutes this morning. You have any uh, you have any words of advice for any of the teams that are uh, heading into the ter- their tournament action today? This seems like long shots for everybody. It kind of seems like a, a one or two and done. Yeah, this is a great time. It's, it's not a great time for teams that have had sensational years because now you're down there having to defend another championship. But uh, teams that are are trying to play their way in. You know, they get a little bit of rebirth. I mean, the Utes are there right now. Um, I know the Wildcats and Thunderbirds are going to be starting here soon. Uh, so it's just a matter of now it's really is one-game seasons, and if you want to keep playing, find a, we'll find a way to win. And that's where some serious magic happens in March. Um, so good luck to the rest of those guys today. And certainly pulling for them. Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst. Join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.